This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Well, let's talk on to some folks waiting on the phones to talk about the New York Knicks. Shall we do that? Let's do it. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas. He leads us off on ESPN New York Tonight. What's up, Trey? What's going on, fellas? Trey. So, like G said, you know, these wins are hard to come by in this league, so we're just going to take this dub tonight. I expect us to go at least 3-2 and two on this road trip. You know, I know Minnesota's going to be a tough game. We should take care of these other two, uh, especially with this tournament thing on, was it, Friday in Washington? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we need to take care of business, man. Those are the games that we have to win. You know, we can't – you know, we, we, we should – we had no business going toe-to-toe with them, but – they they changed up the defense in the second in the second quarter and it kind of threw them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to IQ because he showed up with big buckets. Um, I think more disturbing about today, man, was the story come that came out on the post about Mark Jackson. Did y'all hear about that? I did hear about it. Yes, I thought that was disturbing, man. If what I if I read that right, man, this goes back to a beef with a, a coach that's on the staff now with the Knicks and was on his staff in Golden State. I mean, how long are we going to keep doing this to this man, yo? Like, how how long are we going to keep drudging up old stories and old feelings? And shame on Leon Rose for this, man. He's got a little James Dolan in his blood with this, man. What's the problem? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it's a it's a tough situation, uh, Trey, and thanks for the phone call. If you hadn't heard, it was an article in the Post today, Gordon, mm-hmm. that said that Marshan. the – Yeah, I don't know if it was – it might have been Marshall. I don't remember who it was. but I'm pretty it, sure. Yeah, it usually is. Uh, with that Mark Jackson and the garden were trying to, uh, you know, work together to get an agreement so that he could fill in for Clyde. Uh, when Clyde, you know, takes his, you know, little vacations and fill in. And uh, Mark Jackson, now that he's not with ESPN, was would go in and fill in for some of those games. And uh, he was, Leon Rose wouldn't let him on the team play. So, you know, he said, no, yeah, it, it was a, it was a, situation. Um, an assistant coach when he was back with the, and the, and he's now an assistant coach with the Knicks and, and the assistant coach had recorded him, uh, Jackson secretly. So, um, look, it's, it doesn't look great because we had expected that Mark Jackson was going to do some of these games, mm-hmm. but I think that this type of stuff, this kind it's so petty and silly. Yes. Yes. But I think that, unfortunately, in life, stuff like this happens all the time, mm-hmm. especially in this business. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the, the level of pettiness sometimes is uh, is outlandish. So who knows? Uh, I guess it's kind of a, a closed-off deal now. I know there was a statement from MSG that they weren't able to work out a deal this year. Maybe that means that it's still the door is open down the road at some point. I don't mm-hmm. know, but yeah, um, it's unfortunate. It is. It is unfortunate. I would like to, you know, oh, it's good to hear from Mark. And, and, Especially and working with Breen. Absolutely. It would be like old times. Mm-hmm. Th- then maybe they bring Van Gundy back. Well, I wouldn't get your hopes <laughs> up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll go have a reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Spike's in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? I'll talk to my nephew tomorrow. I got some information on that. But I got to talk to you about rebounding. You know, four of the greatest rebounders to ever play in the NBA were Dennis Rodman, Paul Silas, Bill Bridges, and I'm leaving one out, but they were all – and Barkley, Charles Barkley. They were all six four, six five. So, you know, I understand what you're thinking, Larry. Sometimes you don't need size. Oakley wasn't all that big, 
and and quickly I shot my mouth off. He didn't get a rebound tonight, but he he, he just some some guys follow the flight of the ball. You did mm-hmm. it in college, Larry. You, you know you and, you and quickly's rebounds were always when he's all alone because of the length of the three. But but we can't get rid of these two Bogdanoviches. One's from Croatia wow. and one's from Serbia. They kill us all the time. And I think tonight. Uh, look, he may kill us down the road, but I've never been a Trey Young fan. Even that draft day trade with mm-hmm. Doncic for Young, he, he's not. He's kind of a guy, you know. If he's not on your team, you don't like him. But uh, he he just can't shoot. I'm telling you, it's I've amazing. been telling you, Larry, for years. He's a 34% three point shooter. He looks lost. I know he had a baby last night. His his wife has a baby or a girlfriend, so I'm really happy for him. But this not getting the ball inbounds, my buddy who we all know now because I talk about him so much. He texts me, says, you have a five-second violation. And here's the kicker to this. And, Larry, maybe you can explain it to everybody because it's a little, it's an older uh, rule. Gordon, you probably remember it, too. About 20 years ago, they changed the rule. You couldn't throw the ball into the backcourt. Right. You couldn't throw, and now with all these guys where their their arm lengths are three and four inches longer, there's less square footage on the court. You know the wingspans, and you, you know if you if you put them all together and you took the ninety four by fifty, it, it's just there's less room passing lanes, and you mm-hmm. couldn't get the ball into the backcourt. So and and now you have one fewer or two fewer timeouts in the last uh, quarter. So uh, they just, you know, luckily, I, uh, when they were inbounding the ball in the last play, I think it's, you know, the Villanova guys would figure something out and he, he broke loose. But I, I never thought the Knicks would lose the game. The boards are a big thing. Again, the 6-5 D&D guys, I want a bigger one too, Larry. I do. I want a scorer. But they, they did their thing tonight, and they were a little sloppy, a lot of turnovers. But when you beat them by that much on the boards, and look how that line shifted. A perfect middle hit on the day ESPN goes live. The, the line shifted three and a half points with Barrett playing. So I think it went from one and a half uh, on one team to two on the other, and it landed on two. So, look, I'll take the win. I agree with my nephew, Trey. It's definitely uh, three and two is what I wanted going in. I'll take this one, and I really, I'll really i play Atlanta uh, a seven-game series any day of the week. There's something missing on that team. What do you guys it think? Is. It is. It is, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. I was thinking about that when I was watching them, Gordon. There's just – there's, there's uh, they might be more talented mm-hmm. than the team that beat the Knicks, but I don't know that they are as – tough physically you know what i mean I, I don't i don't know there's something missing from that team and and part of it i think is you know trey young had an unbelievable season that year i mean he hit everything his threes yep. were absolutely from everywhere and tonight he could i mean he did a great job had 17 assists so you know that's fabulous but you know when they needed when they needed a bucket from him he missed a free throw down the stretch that that helped the knicks out so it's just they're just they're it's just something missing from them. I can't put my finger on it, and they've they've changed the they've changed the personnel, and the chemistry is not what it was before. Well, I, I think that I'm fine with the Knicks not being better, and I understand they're not better than the Celtics, they're not better than the Sixers, they're not better than the Bucks. But that next range of teams, there's some teams in there they got to be better than, and Milwaukee, uh, excuse me, Atlanta is one of those teams. Mm-hmm. Indiana is another one of those teams. They've gotten off yes. to a pretty good start. There, there's a bunch of teams in that second group. Yes. That I think the Knicks have to be better than. Yeah, I agree with you. And here's the one thing that is so much better, Gordon, is that they're competitive. 
they're entertaining. Mm -hmm. They win games, you yeah. know, and they find a way to win. And so these past three or four years have just been, I mean, Gordon, light years difference from what we went through the previous oh my God. 10, that, 11, 12 it, it, years. It's crazy when people are yelling and screaming, well, you know, they're, they're only good enough to win a first-round play. They're not going to get to the conference finals like that. They're not going to win a champion. Guys, can we have some time to put this together here? I mean, go back and look a couple of years ago. It was a disaster. Yeah. Just because was. you want it now doesn't mean it's going to happen now. So I, I, it's still going to depend on the superstar. That's when they're going to make that big leap. But mm -hmm. what they're doing right now buys them time to wait for the guy that they think is the best option. They don't just have to jump at anybody who comes along. And if if they weren't winning games, if they didn't establish, and I, by that I mean Leon Rose and, and Tibbs and, and mm -hmm. the players, if they didn't establish some level of success on the court, they would be forced to make – we've seen it before with past regimes. When things are starting to spiral, you start grabbing at anything that comes along. Yeah. And you make panic moves and panic trades and panic signings. They haven't done that. And I a lot of that has to do with the fact that as soon as they came on board that first season, they won 41 games and they made the playoffs. And we didn't think that, that was a possibility. And uh, the second year wasn't great. Last year was better. So this has all bought them some time. But, yeah, no, it's crazy to, for people. Oh, why aren't, they, why aren't they progressing more? There's already been huge progress from when they yeah. took over. It's true. It really has. Although I will tell you, Listening to Barton Hahn today, Brian Windhorst was there. Mm -hmm. I didn't like either of the players he was talking about. Oh, I didn't hear that today. I was listening oh, to Barton Hahn, but I didn't hear that segment. Oh, I don't like either of these guys. Is, let was, me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Is it guys that we have mentioned before and we're circling back around to them, or is it fresh names? Guys we've mentioned before. Okay. That they don't need. That's not going to help them. Not going to help them. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Brian Windhorst was on with Barton Hahn this afternoon. And one of the players he was talking about that you've heard over and over and over again to possibly be coming to the Knicks is that guy from Chicago. Here's Wendy. I think Zach Levine is probably a third star on a very good team. On that team in Chicago, he's number one or number two, depending on the night, but it's not a good team. It's a 500 team. So I think what the Bulls are going to find, and I think the way the Knicks will look at it, and I think this will ultimately be a discussion potentially with Carl Towns, maybe not right now, but at some point, I think you're going to see teams find it very difficult to get value for these types of players in trade. Again, not because they're not good players, but because it was the new rules, their contract handicap team. And when Carl Towns signed that contract and when Zach Levine signed that contract, that wasn't the rule. When the Bulls made that deal with Zach Levine, they didn't know that the value that he would have in trade would be hampered. So when I see people pitching these trades for Zach Levine, like two first round picks or, mm -hmm. or this or that, I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, anything is possible in the NBA, but I think the Bulls are, are probably going to be reluctant to trade him because they're going to find out he doesn't have much value because of that contract. And going to gets worse. He mentioned Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> he says the Timberwolves are doing great, and they are about to slam into a financial brick wall at the end of this season. They have paid the luxury tax one time in the last eighteen years, 
And because of what they owe on their book, I don't think they're going to be able to afford to keep the team together. And because of everything that they traded for Gobert, they're not going to be able to use picks to get out the money. And so I predict that by next summer, or at least by next season, you're going to see the Timberwolves in a very promising position have to make a quasi-desperate financial trade. And certainly if you're building your team, like a team like the Knicks, the Knicks are building. You do not want to paint yourself in the corner. You know, the Knicks are waiting for a spot where they have an advantage on a trade. And if you're a Knicks fan, you're like, I'm tired of waiting. I've been waiting for five, eight years. And I agree. But they haven't been able to get themselves in position yet. They're sitting there holding all of the assets. Someday it's going to happen. I can foresee Carl Towns coming down the pike. Maybe not this regular season. But you look at that Timberwolves payroll and you look at what they're headed for, they're going to have to dump money and the Knicks are going to be a team that they're going to want to call. And so just prepare yourself for the same situation on that one unless the price is so low that you know the Knicks can't say no. See, Gordon, here's the issue I have. It's nothing personal against Carl Anthony Towns. But it's they're gonna owe, they're gonna have to pay some people some money. Quickly mm-hmm. already you have mm-hmm. to work what are you yep. gonna do with him? Mm-hmm. Brunson's gonna be able to I think it's uh, next year, go at the I end of next, next year. year. Yeah. He's got an out, so mm-hmm. he you know, he can sign. Mm-hmm. I you know uh, I Carl Anthony Towns is a very good player. But Gordon, I don't know that he's a guy that takes you to that next level if you're if he's on this Nick team. No, he's not a difference maker. Yeah, so I don't want. He's a nice player, but here's the thing: like he's just saying that the Timberwolves are in this position where they're they're kind of screwed because of the contract they gave him. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the Knicks, why am I going to help out the Timberwolves when they're screwed? Why do right. I? Because what happens when he gets traded to another team? That other team is probably going to end up being screwed, too. It doesn't yep. make any sense. Now, look, is there a deal where you're not really giving up anything of value and you can get him back? And, and, and I guess maybe you can make the numbers work. Maybe. I don't know. But that contract is outrageous. And I, I'm not up on all the latest um, law changes in terms mm-hmm. of where marijuana is legal and not. What were they thinking in Chicago giving Zach Levine that? Zach Levine's making $40 million a season? Isn't that unbelievable? Zach 43 Levine. next year? 45 the year after that? Who can't stay healthy. Right. Who's always hurt. Do you know, I've, uh, you know, we do the um, what I learned on TikTok? Yes. A couple of Saturday. weeks ago. Uh, it took him, Zach Levine, eight years to ha- to experience a four game winning streak in the NBA. Oh god. <laughs> four. Not 10, four. Uh, four. Yeah, I mean what what do we, this is like what I don't I'm not on the dating apps, but it's, it's almost like people are on the dating apps and they're swiping right and eventually you start and you see the same people's faces again. You know, mm-hmm. no, I already swiped again. I we've already gone down there. I don't want Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. I don't want Zach Levine. No. No. I mean, you know, he's just not he's not that guy. No, he's not that guy. He's not, and, I need I need that guy. That's right. who I need. That and, guy. And, and if you can't get let's say because really what it comes down to is in the NBA what you realize, we use the term superstar, there's not that many. No, it's not. There's like 7 to maybe 10. Yeah. So if you're not going to get one of those guys, you got to get somebody who's going to be no questions asked, the best player on your team. And, and I don't I, even know if Carl Anthony Towns would be that. And I like the patience that they've shown. Yes. Leon Rosen company has shown. Despite the fact that 
I'm really waiting for them to get rid of Fournier because I'm tired of seeing him with a hood on the bench. <laughs> Trust me, he's tired of having a hood on the bench. <laughs> you know, but I'm 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 happy that they're not because you know the previous Nick teams. Absolutely, Nick hierarchy. They were the oh. trade. Oh, we got to get, we got to get, we got to make a deal. We got to make a deal. Panicked, and you know what it really comes down to. Now, there's always a possibility some name becomes available that we don't know right now, but sure. it, it doesn't seem like any of these and no none of these names over the last year have been new names. It just feels like no. a recycling of all the old ones. I, I think of all the names that have been mentioned, Levine, Carl Carl Anthony Towns or Carl Towns. I don't know. Is there a different Car, Carl Towns now? Is he going no, about yeah. Carl Towns now? Maybe yeah. uh, get the Knicks roped in that way. Uh Zion. I think of the names that have been mentioned, Donovan Mitchell probably is the most appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know necessarily that I want to go empty the basket of right. all the different things for him. Right. But I don't know. that of, of the names that I've heard, that one, at least I would know he would be the best, most talented player on the team, I think. Yeah, he would be. He, he, he's the most talented. He's the most versatile. Mm-hmm. He would be. He would be that guy. He could be that guy amongst what you have. Right. Now, I don't think he's a superstar either. He isn't. Step but, below. But he's a step below, but I think he's a step below, which is better than some of them, and he's more reliable than Zion. I, yes. I, can't, I can't go down that Zion road. I just, and, and it's so tempting too, Gordon. Oh, of course. Because he's, when he plays, you when can, he he's plays, he's so great. dominant. Absolutely. He's a, and he's young. Mm-hmm. He's a young, dominant player that – the issue is the fact that he just can't stay on the court. Nope. You know, he, he just – he it, it's it's hurting him. And at some point in time, he'll realize it. Yeah. And you just hope that – Yeah, you just hope that his skills wouldn't have diminished when he realizes it because normally that's when you realize it. Wow, I can't do what I used to do. Maybe I need to make some changes. Oh, well, if you had made changes earlier, you could look at the money you could have made while you were – and he's making a lot of money. I mean, he just yep. got resigned. Yep. This and he didn't fifth, play. This is his fifth year. This it's is his fifth year in the NBA. It's unbelievable. And we talk about Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. He's, he's, he's worse than Giancarlo Stanton. He plays he even less than, than Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, he's missed some seasons. <laughs> right, he missed an entire season. His game totals 24 first year. 61 year two, so that was pretty good. You, I, good. I guess you'd probably sign for that. Yeah. Uh, didn't play the entire third season. 2022-2023, last year, 29 total games. Mm. And then he got a max contract, and now he's played nine games this year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, and 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 I don't listen. think that that's a body that's going to age well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you look at... The talent of John Morant, as as you know, in yeah. Memphis, mm-hmm. and the issues that he's got off the court, and you're like, you know, the Knicks are doing pretty good with R.J. Barrett, Gordon. Yeah, you know, as it turned out, they're doing pretty good. But I'd rather have John Morant. Yeah, I would. I mean, I can't imagine. God, I can't imagine what the issues would be if he was in New York. Oh my God, <laughs> probably the just same as thing. well, right? You know, but but as far as availability is concerned. I mean, R.J. Barrett's been available. Yeah. Until this season. <laughs> Until <right now. laughs>
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Say back to the phones, Gordon, at 1-800-919-3776. Jose is hanging out in Brooklyn with us on 98.7. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry GD. Shout out to the company. I uh, definitely wanted to chime in on tonight's Nick game because I, I was watching it. And by the way, Gus Johnson was pretty much fantastic. I love the fact that he's so versatile and does everything throughout throughout his whole career. So um, big ups to him. Um, the question, the the interesting thing about the game is they 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 could what. What impressed me was they could have lost the game, and they were they could have had every right and every excuse after you know they went up, the Hawks went up seven and were kind of stealing the momentum and getting everything going, and the Knicks fought back and they took control and they ended up winning and they did it without you know what I say jokingly their best player. <laughs> I find it hilarious that we're, we're, we're that 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 that's not actually a joke now, <laughs> but. Uh, but um the also the i think the huge difference cuz when you mentioned like there is a difference with this Hawks team i've always wondered if Mitch Robinson was healthy in that first in that in that playoff run that we had could, what, how could it have been different and i think we're kind of seeing that because Capella was bullying Nerlens Noel and mm-hmm. Julius Randle in that ser- in that series, and Josh Collins was also part of there, and they chipped out Collins. and Capella is just pretty much looking like he's getting manhandled by Mitch Robinson, and I think that that's a huge difference on why this Knicks team looks so much better than the Hawks than, than they did, you know, a few years ago because the Hawks still have that offensive firepower. Just want um, so thank you guys for letting me get get that point across. No problem, Jose. Thanks for calling. And the other reason is Knicks have Jalen Brunson now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's big, the other that's reason why. Plus. But I think and Mitchell Robinson has become much more of a consistent no uh, question. player. And, and they just had a bunch of big performances tonight from, from like unsung hero kind of guys. Yeah, it was good to see. And I'm still waiting for uh, Dante to get rolling the way he can get rolling. He's going to be yeah. big, Gordon, when he starts to get into a little better rhythm. I mean, I've mm-hmm. watched him when he was with Milwaukee, obviously with Golden State last year. I mean, he's been the guy that's – and you see it here with, with, you know, some plays, you know, hustle plays, good on the boards, um, you know, hits the three. So it, it's it, he's a shot maker. And so I'm waiting for him to start getting on that roll. And then, you know, that that's going to help this team a lot. Absolutely. Uh, Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, what's hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, you got it, Dante. I'm glad the Knicks won. Obviously, my namesake didn't do anything to help. He was god awful. You know, can't play much worse than that. Um, but I wanted to actually chime in on what you guys were talking about earlier about possibly getting a um, another All Star. I feel like. That may not be the best route trade in four star. And I know it sounds crazy at first, but it's like Alan Hahn said something when we were going having talks to get Donovan Mitchell. Like every other team can trade for all star, and it's a sensible trade. But it's like I don't know if it's this hatred or conspiracy against the Knicks. We got to give up the sun, moon, and stars, and our firstborn in the deal. So I feel like free agency. Um, whatever, getting lucky in the draft and probably using that 
2004 Pistons model where you had a starting, a good starting lineup, some bench depth. Because if we trade for a star, it's like Jalen Brunson, star, bunch of G League players. We're almost left naked. Like, I don't think that's the best way. Of course, you want your team to win a championship, but that was just my um, my opinion as far as that goes. Well, I hear what you're saying, Dante, and thanks for the phone call, but it's really the same thing that Jose was quoting Alan Hahn with. And that is you just have to be savvy with what you give up. All right? And, and you have to make sure it's the right player that fits what you need. And maybe you just need maybe you have to settle, Gordon, for a lesser than superstar piece, but another really good piece. Right, you know another I mean? step forward, but a, not yes. a giant leap forward. Exactly, and and then you may have that may be the better way for you to go because then that gives you a better team mm-hmm. where you have more than one person that can take that shot late in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so Absolutely. that's what that might be the way that that you go. You may not you may not you know you may not end up getting the big superstar that you're thinking about. You know. Uh, uh, the Durants or the LeBrons, or I'm just naming names. I know they're not right. coming. And but you know, or, yeah, those players. Yeah. You know, you might not get those players, but maybe you get, you know, a, a player from this team and a player from that team who fits a role on your squad. Okay, right. that that six eight six nine guy that I'm looking for, Gordon, that that the taller three and D guy. So now I've got depth. If if indeed a situation where Randall, you know, I, I can now look at taking some of Randall's minutes, which may help him down the stretch and into the postseason. So maybe that's the move that you have. You, it's all about improving your team. Yeah. It's all about improving your team. And, and sometimes that progress is not going to be the giant leap that mm-hmm. it's the, the number one star in the sport that you're going to get. Yeah. And I think that part of the problem for the Knicks is, is that, a lot of the assets that they have in, in, in terms of the draft picks and, and maybe some of the players as well, they, they're not as valuable as Nick fans think they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to have to give up a lot more. If, if it's not the top flight quality, it has to be quantity. Right. But that comes down to scouting your own organization and knowing what the ceiling is for your players and, and what your draft picks look like. To me, the draft picks – it's nice to have all these picks, but I don't look at any of these picks as being, oh my gosh, that's super, you know, like that team is going to be really bad and be in a lot. I don't know. We'll see, but mm-hmm. it's still early on. But that's why you have to, you have to put in a lot of qu- uh, quantity because I don't know that you really have as high a quality as maybe people think. Yeah, they're 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 good for you, mm-hmm. but they may not be good for somebody else unless yeah. you package. I mean, a they're bunch nice. Of them. I'd rather have them than not. But yes, of course. Nobody's fighting over them. Let's put no, it that way. Mm-mm, no, and nobody's fighting over Evan Fournier either to package <laughs> with those picks. Right. No. So no. that's the Knicks the- are. They're fighting to get rid of them, you know. <laughs> and and they're fighting hard, Gordon. They are fighting hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin's in Long Island. What's up, Justin? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? What's going on, Justin? Not much. Uh, so so look, as someone who's watched this team over the years make a lot of bad trades. From Zach Randolph to Eddie Curry to, you know, Penny Hardaway washed up. And, you know, you watch the team give up their entire their entire team to get Carmelo Anthony when they could have signed him four months later for nothing. Uh, the patience is a breath of fresh air in waiting for the right trade. I'll say that. But there's I think there's three names that make a lot of sense if we can get them. The first year had mentioned it, Gordon. It's Joel Embiid. 
I think the second is another guy in Minnesota. There's been rumblings from him about being unhappy not winning, and that's Anthony Edwards. Hmm. I think that's a guy that, giving up the assets, make a lot of sense, and he's a guy that we've seen can be the guy. He's young, he's athletic, he can shoot, he can play defense. And last, I don't think this guy's being talked about enough as someone that could be available. Maybe it's because of the name. Maybe because the asking price would be ridiculous. But Luka Doncic has been talking for three summers now how badly he wants to win and how he wants to be someplace that he can win. But look, I think that if there's anyone that's worth eight first-round picks and your, your top assets, it's a guy like Luka Doncic. And how great would he be in Madison Square Garden, right? Justin, he would be fabulous at Madison Square Garden. But, Justin, if you are the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, right. are you trading Luka Doncic? Oh, of course not. No, not in a million years. Not in a million years. Okay. All right. Not in a million years. It's a, look, it, as a Knicks fan, we have a lot of pipe dreams. That's, that's I mine. I hear you. I got it. I'm just trying to make sure, Justin, my friend, and thanks for the phone call, that you have, you know, just a little reality based in here, you know. And so, yeah. listen, of course it would be great. Of those three that you mentioned, and I got to say this, not because of his talent, but just because of his availability, I'm not in a rush to get Joel Embiid. I'm just yeah. not in a rush. I, 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 I mean, his you. talent is great. Gordon is a he's not, fabulous yeah. big man. Like you're all you're asking for people who are in committed relationships, right? They're, yeah. they're not. They're not. They're not going through those apps. They're not looking for. Maybe they are. I, I guess every superstar has one eye out the door. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Luca, and you know me, Larry, if if I had a pick, that would be the oh, maybe been, the number one guy I'd love to have. You've been driving that band. Forget about for a while. even trading him anywhere. Is, is that owner trading him to the Knicks? No, not after the Jalen Brunson situation. He's no, not. he is not <laughs> trading him to the Knicks. Now again, the superstar could come out and say, "I want out, and I only want to go to New York." Right. But short of that, I don't think, I, I don't think any of those guys are. Ending up on the Knicks anytime soon. No, I don't either. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, what's going on, guys? You know, Gordon, yesterday, man, you hurt my feelings, man. How's that? What did, what did I do? You told me about how I was being in, disingenuous about Rob <laughs> oh, Salas. You were, oh, you were being completely <laughs> disingenuous. Oh, Coach Salas going to lose his job. That's going to be a shame. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that, that sounded sincere. Listen, ever since he pleaded the fifth, I haven't been as mad at him as I have been before. I mean, they, they put him out there. They hung him out to dry. And we all know he's a scapegoat. You know, the T-shirts and the clock management aside, I mean, <laughs> he's the front man for everything with the Jets? Come on. That, that's not fair. I've had, I, I've, even I've had to take a step back on that. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. That was yeah. a tough one. Uh, 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 that's rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a fair man. I'm, you know, I'm not. I hold you accountable for what I can, like you said. But the things you can control, like you said, Hulk, and the things you can't control, there's a lot he can't control. You sure? Because you know? if he did, we know what he would do with that quarterback because he did it twice last year. <laughs> yeah, please. Tell him to read a book. He said he put him on an island <laughs> with a Wilson football. Talk about that's Wilson. Right. Remember that Tom Hank? Oh yeah, with a soccer ball. Look, you know, as fans here, you know, a lot of us, we're hostages. I mean, you know, you get Brian Cashman calling out players <laughs> to talk about their durability. Yo, bro, who brought him here? <laughs> who was that guy? Yeah, right? It was it was some other guy that brought him here. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Funky Bunch, you know, they're holding the Jets hostage. You know, Lazard, Cobb, Hackett. We can't get from underneath them. 
But, you know, you're talking about the Knicks. The Knicks are kind of being held hostage, too, in a certain extent. You know, with Tibbs and Randall, you know, that, that union. You know, and all the Knicks fans who wanted to see Mark Jackson be a coach again, listen, they fired him off of the broadcast and wouldn't let him on the plane. So that ship has sailed. You know, uh, Zach Levine is an absolute no. Carl Anthony Towns, too much money and not necessarily that much of an upgrade is a no. Zion Williamson, if he was committed and was able to be healthy, that is somebody who'd be interesting. But like you said, you can't depend on him. And then Donovan Mitchell, he's a, he's like in like a spades. He's a pop. You know, we got we we got four we got four books and a pop. He's a pop. Mm-hmm. But you know, he doesn't necessarily put you over the top. So some move is going to have to be made because what's going on with the team? It, it, they're getting stale and they've they've plateaued in terms of you know where they're going to be. You know, and just in terms of like where they would be like at the end of the year, it's going to be that same forty-five to forty something. You know, you know wins, and then it's not they they plateaued. We know that they have. Anybody who says they haven't, they're fooling themselves. But like, you know, when Men at Work had that great song, it's like, who can it be now? I mean, you know, when you think about it, if Mitchell is not the guy, I don't really know who else they could get. And as much as we've been happy and we've, you know, and the Knicks fans have been happy with the patience, they're going to have to make some move. So, you know, I don't know who it is that they would get and who it is they would get that would necessarily move the needle. But I guarantee you, by this trade deadline this year, they're going to make a move. And, and, and the sad thing is, is that with Julius Randle, let's say they, they, they're going to keep him because I don't think there's any market for him. But when you really diagnose him as a player, what difference does he really make in terms of how many wins and losses they're going to have as a team? And and that's kind of the frustrating thing I know for like my wife and most of the other Nick fans I know. You know. You know what, Buddha? And thanks for the phone call. He's going to have to be on a team, Gordon, in a similar role that Porzingis is with Boston. Mm-hmm. Where you don't, he's not. You're not relying on him. He's not the top two, three guys, but he's a guy that can put some back. He's a guy that can score. He's a guy that can rebound. And as you move him further down your list, you know what I'm saying? As you move him further down your list of needs on the team, I think he could be effective in that scenario with the Knicks. He's he's, and once again, you know, it sounds like I'm poo-pooing double digits, you know, 25 and 10 or whatever the double digits and points and rebounds, from a from an organization that has not really had a guy that consistent, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as looking at taking you to the next level, that's where to me he would really be great. He's got to be the third option, third or fourth option on the team. If he's the third or fourth option on the team, Gordon, I think he would be even he'd be more effective and he would be more of a difference maker in that scenario. I know in hockey they say that you have to play one style in the regular season and then in the playoffs it's a different style. Yes. That's almost the case with the Knicks. You can rely on Randall in the regular season. Yep. He'll give you his numbers night in, night out, and and, and maybe they're not spectacular, but they're pretty darn solid. Yeah. But when you get to the playoffs, man, he's a different player. He is. Uh, And and, and maybe if he is the third or fourth option – um, maybe then he might you might be able to get something out of it. But that's a tricky thing to have a guy. It seems like they've empowered him to to be the superstar all the time. And yep. I don't know. 
I don't know if that's possible to do to get to the to the playoffs and then all of a sudden flip it like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I got, hasn't worked know, so far. I just thought of another name. <laughs> okay. I thought of another na- possible Hold name. Hold it. Okay. When we come back, Gordon has another possible name for the Knicks. Is it somebody we've heard before? We have, but not for a while. All right, good. It'll I'm feel interested. fresh. Certainly oh. fresher than Zach Levine. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> Please. Oh, I've heard him so much. I thought he was already on the team. Mm. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, the Islanders are leading Vancouver 3-2 in the late second period. And, uh... We will be stepping away for the Islanders who will play the Kraken tomorrow night. So we won't be on tomorrow night. We will oh, is be that on true? Again right. this weekend. Yes. So we'll All be right. on. Uh... Well, I'll give you the name. Yes, and, please. And we've heard this one before, but it's been so long. What about Kawhi Leonard? He's healthy now. He's played this season. I know he was hurt, I think, last year in the playoffs. He's hurt a lot. That was funny, actually. <laughs> what, 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 what is this? I, I think that it's better than Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns and Zion Williamson, which no pe- big stars at the station are, are throwing out there like it's something new, like we haven't said those names a thousand times before. With authority. Yeah, you know He's what? He's 32 now. That situation, if there's a situation that's going to blow up, it certainly looks like one. the Clippers. I remember that, and and his teammate had been rumored to be coming here, and Paul George. Absolutely. I would. Would you rather have Paul George or Kawhi? They're both hurt all the time. I'd rather have Kawhi. I think, I think Kawhi's I'd rather have Kawhi. Kawhi. Better defender. Yeah. yeah. Better defender. All right, my friend. Have a great weekend. I'll be listening Saturday. All right, Larry. Sounds good. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We uh, thank you for joining us as always. Gordon's on Saturday at nine. I'll see you following the Jets post game on Sunday.